This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, you guys, and welcome to the Kern River Fly Shop Guide Roundtable. This is Guy Jeans at the Kern River Fly Shop Podcast Studios. I got the Bueller Brothers on standby. And I uh, just really want to thank you guys for tuning in. And I got some news uh, for the Bueller Brothers. They, I don't think they know this as well, but um, we have uh, some fans uh, in England, Spain, Australia, New Zealand, and Chile and Argentina. Worldwide. <laughs> Hello, fans out there across the globe. <laughs> Pretty crazy, man. Awesome. I, it, it's crazy. So shout out to all you guys out there in, in those different countries. And for all you folks um, uh, that are listening in the U.S., thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, it's amazing uh, how many views and listens we're getting on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, so thank you very, very much. Um, some of the news I wanted to uh, let everybody know about um, that's pretty amazing. Um, I, I don't think the Bueller brothers know these stats as well, but we have put uh, 62 people through the fly fishing school here at Kern River Fly Shop um, in the last two weekends. That's a lot of people coming through the Gaijin School of Fly Fishing. That's the freshwater and saltwater. Oh, that's it's good. I, in addition to that, I'm sure we've had several beginner anglers gone out for guide trips as well so it's probably oh. more than the 62 probably closer to 70 yeah i want to ask you guys something too is how many guide trips since you guys have started this last july we're almost coming up on a year for you guys here uh, working at the shop how many guide trips do you guys think that you guys have done since that you started we're getting crispy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's see. I'm kind of average it out here. That's that's tough. What do you think? Uh, Twenty a month, probably. I would think yeah. on average. Yeah. Some okay. months more than others. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The other cool thing that um, I'm real proud of that you guys have done is that you guys have gotten 
multiple repeat customers um, since you've started. I mean, some some of you have even done like six. Thank seven. you, John and Johnny. Um, which is which is a a testament of um, how good of guides you guys are and the good the amazing job that you guys are doing and also uh, Danny Housh as well who's not here he couldn't make it tonight but um, uh, I think it's pretty awesome yeah see see Ben yeah booked again too I'm like oh my god him and his dad are coming out yes absolutely some other news that I wanted to uh, let everybody know about is um we have a new premium members blog, Fly Fishing Report uh, uh, website being built as we speak, um, which will be a lot easier to navigate and, and see the reports and, and whatnot. I just got to get the Bueller brothers to do some more fly tying videos. We'll be in there. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to I got to push you guys to do some more of those. That'd be awesome. Can do. Um, the new site is uh, pretty awesome. Um, if those of you who don't know about the premium site, we give uh, inside intel on uh, fly fishing techniques, some fly tying videos from the Bueller brothers, flies that we're using on the river locations, um, river flows, um, on stream video reports, and we talk about the entomology. And those are um, exclusive for the premium members um, when you sign up so it's a dollar 99 to sign up and then 4.99 a month after that so it's a pretty good deal to get some pretty inside intel information um, so this is the guide round table for may 16 2021 we got lots of information to give you guys in regards to what's happening on the river i'm super excited to hear about um, the bueller brothers and what they've been doing I actually went fishing today, had a, had a uh, class on the river. We'll talk about that later. But let's go ahead and uh, talk to uh, Rob about uh, what he's been doing and also, um, you know, Lake Crowley information because Rob's been guiding up on Lake Crowley. For those of you who don't know, we are doing uh, Lake Crowley. Is it Crowley Lake or Lake Crowley? Crowley Lake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if it, I think Lake Crowley's actually in Texas. So it's Crowley, oh, Crowley, Crowley Lake. Crowley Lake. Okay. Yeah. So um, we got some good information on that. Um, Rob killed it with his clients yesterday. So, Rob, take it away, bud. First, I got to throw out a disclaimer from a couple episodes ago. I think it was episode three, round table. I kept saying, I kept calling my new fly the <laughs> Slim Shady. It's actually the Slim Shiny. And I just had a little uh, hiccup in my speech there and got a little brain fart. So disclaimer, it is not the Slim Shady. I don't want anyone coming after me uh, for uh, royalty purposes or anything. And I actually haven't, we haven't even sold any of those yet in the you, shop. You know so. what, dude, I, I, I <laughs> you know, I look at that empty, uh, Bueller brother bins <laughs> over there, man. And it's just like, they're always empty. Oh, so hard to keep up with <laughs> that guide. And, oh man, try and get laundry done at the same time. So back to Crowley, um, Ryan and I took up the boat last week. We did a couple, um, uh, Uh, scouting episodes on a half day in the afternoon and a half day in the morning and there was uh, spots where we knew the fleet was set up or what we call the fleet which is the bulk of the guide boats and a couple of the locals will hang out in specific areas throughout the year and that'll change throughout the year so we knew where they were fishing and we went and just kind of searched the lake around see if we could find some of our own fish and fish were pretty much spread all over the lake uh north end um in McGee, Sandy Point, for some of you people that do know the lake. Um, 
So there was there was fish everywhere and pretty much a lot of depths from 25 feet into the 10 foot area. But the areas we set up at, we would set up right away and get a dunk right away or a bite or a fish. And, and we'd be like, oh, we found them. We're on them. And then we would sit there for a while and, and stare at our indicators or bobbers. We do the a still water nymphing technique for anyone that's not familiar with fish in the lakes. So, dude, I saw that picture of that kid uh, with that monster. Was that a cutthroat? Uh, rainbows, Rainbow. Eagle Lake rainbows. How big? How big was that thing? Uh, the, he caught a couple that were up around five, six pounds and twenty-one inches. Awesome. Yeah, and then he he, uh, he was on fire. He, he caught maybe six or seven fish that were anywhere between nineteen and twenty-one inches. So yeah, yeah he was hot. Those of you who've never done the uh, Crawley Lake um, guided trip with the Bueller brothers, you got to go check it out, you guys. It's pretty amazing. They took me out um, last year, and. Um, it was pretty fun. We went on the the lake and caught a bunch of fish, and then we went to another spot, caught some fish, and then I we were traveling back to another spot, and I'm all, Rob, what about just right here in the middle of the lake? And he's all, let's try it. And he pulled up the boat right in right in the middle of the lake, and sure enough, we caught some more fish. <laughs> That lake's amazing. So. so it's not always like that, though. You know, when when it's on, it's on, and it's pretty good, and, and you can catch fish if you know what you're doing and have a few of the good flies and know what depth to set up everything at. You can get into fish, you know, around the lake on on a good bite. Um, but it's not always hot like that. Like I was saying, Ryan and I went up scouting, and, and we got a fish right away, and then we sat there and watched our bobbers um, weren't getting too many fish, and then we moved to another part of the lake see fish underneath us so we're seeing them on the radar or the sonar and uh, we set up and get a fish right away or get a bite pretty quickly within the first five minutes and then it would just be slow so our yeah. first couple days were pretty tough scouting and looking around hitting just different spots around the lake and then when i went up uh, before the guide trip uh my buddy adam or our buddy adam uh, came he did a crazy suicide trip from santa barbara got there at six in the morning and same thing we went out to uh christmas bay which was uh, one of the spots where people had been fishing and uh been getting some fish that i knew some of the local guides had been out there lately and we set up and we sat and watched our bobbers for an hour straight and he was wondering whether the drive was worth it or not and then one of the other guides tom lippin uh who's a pretty good guy down on the river came up and anchored up next to us after about 45 minutes and uh 10 minutes in one of his clients has two fish so we're wondering, wow, do we move next to Tom or do we get out of here? We ended up taking off, going around to uh, another spot further north in the lake. And there was, um, again, fish spread out pretty much everywhere, a little bit slow. And we, we spent about an hour fishing that area, only got one fish each. And then we made one more move, bobbers down as soon as we got there, um, jumping rainbows. It was those big rainbows we were getting into. So we yeah. found... Found a little hot spot on, uh, it was a Friday after, Friday late morning, and it made it worth Adam's drive for sure, and yeah. to get something into some of those really nice jumping bows. And same thing on the next day for the guide trip. Um, right away, once we got out in the morning, it was a good Mitch Hatch in the morning, and uh, right into those big browns and bows. So um, talk, talk about like the, the flies that, um, the colors of the flies and, and whatnot, like that you were using, if you don't mind. So just generalizing, yeah. we use darker colors for earlier in the morning when they're going after the larva. If there's not a hatch going on, they're usually in larva patterns with closer to the bottom, uh, darker colors, blacks, purples, reds work really well. And then if a hatch does come off, 
Um, the, the flies will move up through the water column and kind of uh, get a little shiny because there's a gas bubble in them to bring them up to the surface. So there's a little bit of shine and sheen to them. And at that point, a gray or something like the Slim Shiny that's got a lot of flash to it might work a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we kind of stick with the darker flies until they quit eating it. And then if, if they quit eating that and there's a hatch on, then we'll go to the grays and, and the flashier flies. Do you guys, um, you guys are strictly, when I was with you, you guys strictly midged underneath the indicator. Do you guys ever do any uh, streamer stuff ever? Or? I do a lot. I, I like yeah. to pull streamers, but that yeah. midging is so effective. Is, when huh? they're when they're eating it and they're they're on the midge, it's so effective. It's hard not to do that. Yeah. But I like pulling streamers too. And the, during the middle of the year, there's a lot of perch fry and leeches as well. So they'll they'll go after those those uh, bait fish patterns real good. Yeah. Awesome. How about the current? What have you been doing on the current? Oh boy. The today or actually the spring's been fantastic. Good news. Flows are down. Um, since we haven't had a lot of snow and the current's just been fishing really, really good through the springtime. Only a couple days where it blew out and got a little bit high. Uh, but other than that, it's been almost like, um, late summer, early fall conditions mm-hmm. with great dry dropper action, mm-hmm. pretty much uh, fish, you know where where you think they'd be mm-hmm. and get a good drift and you can get in a fish yeah what about you ryan what's been happening with you uh, i've been fishing or taking guides out a lot on the river lately it's been quite uh really busy and it's been great because the the crowds are just starting to come now so we've been easy to find spots to take everybody and the fish have been active all up and down the river there's really no hot spot yeah um We've been fishing mainly from Fairview Dam down to the power plant because the water's been a little lower in there and more controlled. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and everything's been dry dropper rigs. Still fishing that fuzzy wuzzy up top. Um, most of the nymphs have been flashy and shiny. Been starting to go to more caddis right now. A lot of caddis hatching on the water. You'll see them. Pulled over rocks today and the caddis were all ready pupate and turning into... Um, trying to turn into adults, so they're just starting to come off more and more. So we're going to see a lot of that coming out now. Mm-hmm. What type of water are you fishing mostly? Um, three <laughs> to four feet deep at the at the most, and coming uh-huh. in um, maybe like 10 feet wide runs that come in between two boulders, little shoots that come through. Mm-hmm. Also been hitting a lot of pocket waters. Anywhere I can find that's yeah. right behind a big boulder, we'll throw it in there. Whether it's fast moving or slow, we've been hitting those a lot. Yeah. Um, today I had a, in the afternoon a father and son, and eleven year old Jacob wanted to go out and catch a Kern River rainbow, and we took him out and we were fishing those types of water and we got a few takes. Then we went down below and it was a nice little kind of what we describe plunge pool, the big thing plunging into just one little pool, and he threw it right in there and right away it went under on Robbie's Slim Shiny, just by chance, because <laughs> that hasn't been working as much for me lately. They kind of got away from that. And so I threw it on today, and it was like, boom, boom. It was great and really started working again. Nice. And he got his Kern River Rainbow. Um, so it was really, it's been great out there. Um, all week long, it's just been fish and fish and fish. Yeah. So as long as you can get a good drift, a lot of people are having trouble getting a good presentation but if you can get a good man and a good drift, you're going to get a few grabs out there on the river now. For sure. For sure. 
I was telling you guys earlier, but I'm going to share with uh, the folks out there that um, I had a beginner clinic number two today. Um, while you guys were guiding, I was out there. I took the, took them up river, uh, I don't know, 15 miles or so, and I drove all the way. I should say I drove them almost all the way up to the Johnsondale Bridge, and I was like trying to find a spot where I could put six cars because I had six students, and I couldn't find a spot, so I turned around basically at the Johnsondale Bridge <laughs> and started driving back down. I'm like, all right, where are we going to go? And This so- <laughs> was the first time this weekend where it's been crowded like that. Yeah. It's actually been uh, yeah. unusually quiet on the river for this yeah. time of year. Yeah. It's been yeah. pretty open, but it, it was getting a little bit busier starting to this weekend so i um i finally found a spot um where i could fit six cars and i i hadn't fished this spot in years and i'm like okay well we're gonna go down here and so we go down there and um i'm teaching them how to nymph underneath an indicator and um it's it was pretty awesome got a couple fish while i was demonstrating but um after I taught them how to mend and, and nymph a little bit, um, I spread them all out and they all seemed to, uh, catch a fish, which was really cool. It is nice uh, on the classes. Yeah. And so, uh, afterwards we all, uh, went and had a McNally burger, which was not too far away. And, um, then afterwards, uh, we just had a McNally burger before <laughs> we came in here. <laughs> a shout out to the McNally's right next door to the shop. <laughs> little plug there for you guys. And then we, uh, went back out and, um, uh, went fishing and I, I just said, I'm going to go, uh, just basically just dry fly fish, um, this afternoon. And, um, so they all went off on their own. The class was over or whatever. I just fished, um, pocket water for about maybe, I don't know, two miles, maybe. I don't know how long that, that is that I fished, but I fished every pocket water for, I, I'm assuming it was maybe a couple miles. And, um, it seemed like there was a fish in every single pocket which was really, really cool to see how healthy the river was. And um, every single fish, I didn't catch any uh, hatchery fish at all, uh, caught uh, all uh, wild fish, which was really neat to see. Um, I took a couple of videos and stuff, which you guys can see on the premium report later. But it was really cool to see how healthy the river is. It made me really happy to see the, all the fish that... Um, I was finding in all the pockets, man. It was and the different sizes. We're catching yes. everything from three inches, yes, to six, eight, ten, twelve, and then up to fourteen and sixteen, yes. And it just shows the different generations, the health of yeah. that birthing rate, yeah. And the river systems just really full of all different sizes of fish out there. Yeah. One of my guys had an eighteen incher today. Uh, we were fishing up above the so, dam in some deeper water, and so or the heavier flows, I should say, not deeper water, but heavier flows. And he hooked an eighteen incher, jumped three times, but we lost him. Dude, I mean, so it was it was awesome. It was really cool. Um, I did. Uh, I I saw the first uh, golden stonefly uh, hatch. I, I haven't. That that's really early. I saw an adult today, and yeah. I thought, yeah. I'm like, oh that's my, I mean. is that a yeah. salmon fly? And I grabbed. It. I'm like, no, it's the golden. We Stone need, we need was... one of those samples, bro. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I know. My, my other ones got stolen Damn. from the shop. So oh, I don't know. We got good ones last year, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing was I was fishing a you know basic stimulator um, anywhere from, I think it was either 14, 16 in that range. So, of course, I threw those in trees after a couple times, you know, a couple of missed sets or whatever. And so, I don't know, I, I went through, a, I don't know, six or so stimulators. And then I, of course, didn't have any more. Yeah. So then I threw on a, a yellow caddis, which was very similar 
color and whatnot, and that seemed to work better. Okay, so what, that's like I said, and we're seeing more and more caddis. Yeah. What size, tippet, and liter, anything like that, were you doing so, with your setup? So you know that the pocket water that I was talking about, yep. you know, to get a good drift in there, you need to have a longer liter. And I was using uh, 5X to 6X, but the liter was about 15 feet. And I okay. was getting really, really good drifts. Listen to that, people. Yeah. Everyone hears that, you know, yeah. guy's out there, and he comes back, gets all these fish, but that's guy, and look at, listen to his setup. <laughs> 15-foot leader is not easy to cast. It's not. So, you know, that's but that's stuff you got to start practicing at to yep. be able to go is, out and get the, fish like the that. The thing is, anything shorter, I was getting ripped. It was getting ripped out of the, Correct. the and seam and everything, so I could get a little bit longer drift there, Yeah, and that made a difference. The other cool thing so that I was doing. What we're doing a lot in those situations, and because we have difficulty, obviously, with our clients casting a 15-foot sure. leader with delicate tippet and getting a great drift. So we actually bump up the tippet a little bit, get a little closer if we can, and then high stick. So we get our, all our line off the water, and then yep. we can just get a, be, a better drift with a, um, um, less experienced angler with yeah. that high sticking technique and get the same drift that guy's getting from further back with that longer uh, leader. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, of course, it's really fun to cast, you know, longer casts and get those drifts. And <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the dry fly fishing today, I I have to say was up there for me as uh, one of the most epic uh, dry fly days for me. Like just by, there was no, I didn't see one, one other person on the river. Awesome. Um, for, I don't know, a couple miles of water okay and the thing is too yesterday if you were to come through there you would have seen me and my clients <laughs> you have seen another gentleman up from there and two yeah. other guys on the other side with oh, their yeah. grandson uh-huh. um fishing bait okay so that shows you how many fish and healthy it is too we were there yesterday and we got fish yeah yeah and i saw those gentlemen get fished too and so it was a little pressured and it's still uh-huh. you came through and oh, lots of fish you picked so, up so so beautiful man yeah what a what a beautiful time that was for sure. Um, you guys have anything else you want to add? Um, just a little bit on on where I've been fishing and where I fish today. We fished several sections of the river, and like Ryan said, in between the powerhouse and the dam, with the flows are a little bit lower. Um, but then we went above that as well. I haven't been up there in a couple of weeks, and the water is manageable. It's still flowing pretty hard, and a lot of the pools that I normally fish had very strong currents and some pretty tough eddies to to manage Mm -hmm. but then there was other spots where we got a little bit downstream for where i might normally fish and the fishing was fantastic uh dry dropper with the again red fuzzy wuzzy and the peacock frenchie uh, Mm -hmm. was really good above the dam as well so fishing and they were all wild fish up there caught one stocked fish in the middle section um, but wild fish all over the river and fishing was really good all up and down the river in all sections so the other day I went down and uh, fished on the lower Kern, and I think you had done that too, Rob. Um, and I was just kind of scouting around and everything, and I was really disappointed um, with, uh, first of all, there was a guy who just left his truck and his trailer in the put-in. <laughs> just, <laughs> screw it, I'm going to leave it here. No one, no one else needs to use it. It was like, you know. So um, anyways, um uh, when I was fishing around and stuff, I I, uh, I didn't get any bass, um, but I did get crappie, which was interesting. Okay. But I did, if you guys can imagine, 
thousands of bullfrog pollywogs are everywhere. So the bass are just gorging themselves on that. They're going to be, I mean, as soon as that hatch happens, you know, and we give it a couple of weeks after that, they're going to be hungry, you know, so it'll and be they'll happening. be eating those frogs on the top. Yeah, exactly. So I couldn't believe how many, I, I actually captured a couple of the, of the big polywogs yeah. and took pictures. <laughs> Dude, they were like as big as my hand. Wow. Fat. Yeah, and they and are what's, fat. What's funny is I'm like, oh, there's some trout hatching. And I, or I'm so there's some trout feeding on the surface and I go over there and it's polywogs eating bugs <laughs> off the surface. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Crazy, man. All right. Um, what about, uh, have you guys heard anything about Isabella at all? I haven't, I haven't. I'm kinda... Yeah. Everyone's been down there and most of the locals are just, um, disappointed about the water's not going to come up to the flats a lot this year. Yeah. That's and true. so we, they don't know where it's going to fish going to get drawn up there or not, or where they're going to be. So, mm-hmm. um, just that low water that because they had to let so much out of the lake it affected it so you know no one's really sure what's going on with that okay there's got to be carp in the south end right now that's what that's the one end where there is or the the east end of the lake where the south fork comes in it's got that's got to be where they're at yeah because it's so low oh my gosh um a couple other news things um the kids academy june 5th um is basically full um, and we posted that the uh, Southern Sierra Fly Fishers posted about the uh, Kids Academy, and um, I, I advertised it on the Kern Valley News and Info and, and some other yeah. places. And that thing just that thing got full. Like I think the same day. Yeah, it did. I think we over oversold it with like I think there's 20 kids. <laughs> I've had <laughs> Which is other, awesome. I've had other inquiries and yeah, towns yeah. about it too. <laughs> and then also we have uh, the Southern Sierra Fly Fishers also have the Women's Day. The family that I had out on oh. Crowley, the gentleman wanted to sign up his son yeah. for it, and I said, "Ah, oh, it's already full." Sorry. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and those of you who don't know, um, the Southern Sierra Fly Fishers put on a kids academy, which is amazing, and we have volunteers come, but we give every single kid a fly rod and um they get all stoked you know when they get their fly rod and whatnot um we also have um maybe you guys can help me out with the dates but we also have the women's day coming up is that september it's in september (laughs) Uh, yeah unfortunately i don't know what that one is it's in september and then we also have uh for you guys out there to get a, a five person team um, we have the California Fly Fishing Open, which is a big event um, that we hold here in, on the Kern River. Um, five-person teams, and um, then we have a big uh, barbecue and bands playing. Oh, it's the best time. you got to come out and participate. Yeah. It's a huge fundraiser. Yeah. Um, the events that it funds are amazing, or the people in the organization that funds are amazing from Kern uh, Search and Rescue, turn, Kern Valley Search and Rescue, to the Conservancy, to casting for recovery the kids academy so get your teams together and come out and join us for all the fun you guys did pretty good on that one year didn't you we did one year <laughs> you guys did that's before you guys actually worked up here so yeah so i think now, you guys are off limits now yeah i bet i'll yeah. be guiding that day yeah that's so. for sure um well thanks you guys for uh for doing uh, the podcast and uh, the guide uh, roundtable. For thank sure. you, and thank yep. everyone for their support. Okay, hang on, I got one oh, more thing. Oh, you got one more thing. Um, cool. A lot of people always ask us what we do on our days off. What do the guides do on their days off? Well, this last week, Paul Fuller, one of our friends and guide up here, came up and talked Robbie and I into actually doing some rafting. 
And it was our first rafting experience. And it's not natural for Rob and I to be drawn to rafting like that. But he got Chris Brown and him, got the raft out, and they talked us into it because they knew the water was low enough right now where we'd get out there. But what was great was we brought the fly rod along, pulled into a few spots of the river that we normally can't get to, and Paul was casting out, caught a couple rainbows. Um, it was just a really great afternoon. So that's something different. Usually we just go fish, but... This time, Rob and I actually got in the raft and took advantage I, of that. I was reluctant to go because I had to get ready for the Crowley trip. It was pretty crispy from some uh, from guide trips. Um, but they they talked us into going, and it was an epic experience it doing really the whitewater was. rafting. So if you get a chance to uh, do the whitewater rafting, then please uh, sign up for one of the companies out here. Whitewater Voyages is one of the um, um more respected ones in the area shout out to whitewater yeah those and, guys are pro and, and we're all we were always afraid but then all of a sudden we knew that uh chris brown brownie was going to be in control exactly so and so we knew we were safe figured we were in good well, hands I, I actually heard something different <laughs> i heard that you guys were fishing on that on the whitewater trip is we, that, we, is that true we dropped a couple <laughs> flies <laughs> in there too yeah yeah but we let paul mainly because he was up for the day getting a little break oh, okay. from the, paul the was the baby. one that caught him yeah okay, paul cool. caught him yeah how fun man yeah it yeah, was cool what Epic. a good time well right on you guys thank you so much um and you guys out there listen um uh, for more guide roundtables in the future we're going to try to do these once a week or so and uh we'll catch you next time say bye you guys take See care you later. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6'8 Western. Oh, I'm ill there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.